0: Welcome to Agriculture In-Depth, presented by Kimball Livestock Exchange and by Sioux Nation in Fort Pier. I'm DRG Media Group News and Farm Director Jody Heemstra. Around a dozen National Association of Farm Broadcasting farm broadcasters from around the U.S., including myself, had the opportunity to participate in a conference call February 10th, 2023, with farmers from Nigeria, Mexico, Argentina, and Germany. Each of them is a member of the Global Farmer Network. NAFB farm broadcaster Delaney Howell moderated the call for us. We'll hear from all of them after this.
1: Cattlemen, when you're looking to buy and sell cattle, look no further than Kimball Livestock Exchange in Kimball, South Dakota. At Kimball Livestock Exchange, you'll find cattlemen working for cattlemen with a sale every Tuesday. If you can't make it to the barn, you can watch the sale live on Cattle USA. Visit KimballLivestockExchange.com to view upcoming sale information. For more sale information or to consign, call the barn at 605-778-6211, chat at 605-870-0697, or wade at 605 730 1801.
2: We have four farmers here joining us in Argentina to talk to you all about some of the challenges and opportunities that they face in their respective countries. But just a little background for everyone joining us today. Uh, Global Farmer Network has put on an event this week in Argentina for farmers across the globe. I believe we've got about 60 farmers here present at the the events in uh, Argentina and about 25 different countries have been represented. So let me give a quick introduction to the four farmers that we have here and then we'll open it up for uh, some questions to them. So, the first farmer that I have here is Maria Pilu Giraldo from Argentina. She goes by Pilu. Uh, Marcus Holcutter from Germany. Patience Okoku is farming in Nigeria, and Guillermo Breton is farming in Mexico. So, Pilu, maybe we can start with you. If you would just share a quick background about your farm with
0: the farm broadcasters tuning in with us from the U.S., Well, yes, of course. Thanks a lot for this opportunity. We are very happy to be all together from the Global Farmer Network in Argentina. And well, I'm a fifth generation farmer. We uh, used to grow corn, wheat, barley, soybean, sorghum. we also have a, a livestock and sheep. And um, you know, my father was one of the pioneers of the no-till farmers here in Argentina. So we have experience of uh, 40 years of uh, farming under no-till system. And that is a, a very good option. That is a very good deal because we, we are on the top of the, which are the human being demands, you know, nowadays uh, global demands for agriculture as us to produce more with less, to have a less footprint and we use more renewable energies and also to be resilient <laughs> and protect biodiversity and no-till system and science with uh, and continuous improvement, improvement it allows us to, to go in that way. And being part of the Global Farming Network and ha- taking the opportunity to be all together all this week here gives us the, the advantage of exchange experience and to grow all together. Great, Marcus, what about your background?
1: Yeah, I'm a farmer from, from Germany, um, from an area with um, normally all the farmers to crop farming and livestock farming. So on our farm, we uh, farm uh, winter wheat, uh, winter barley, uh, canola, corn, um, and fattening pigs. Um, so that's for our area. It's a, it's a typical uh, farm.
2: Patience, what about your farm in Nigeria?
3: Um, so I'm a first-generation farmer in Nigeria. We grow bananas, um, corn, cowpea, vegetables, uh, and, and we try beet sea cotton as well, so we, we're pretty much diverse and do a little bit of things like that. Uh, and I, I think that one of the reasons why I'm really happy that you know we're here in Argentina is because Argentina has done so well with uh no-till and have preserved the soil so well and it's something we're not doing so well in africa so i'm happy to be able
2: to take that back and guillermo
4: hi i am a farmer from the mexican highlands i i grow cereals barley for heineken uh, triticale corn forages for beef cattle i have a i i run a cow calf angus uh livestock um, i am i am the fifth generation of agricultors in 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 that area my father w- works in a cooperation with doc, dr barlock in that uh, with reprodu- re- reproduction in the in the 60s and we, we are close to it also
2: Wonderful, so I know we probably have some questions from Farm broadcasters joining us, so feel free to go ahead. Uh, I don't know if you guys usually hop in and ask those or if you wanna just start dropping them into the chat box, but either way, I'll open it up. I have one question here to kick us off with. Um, And that is, you know, lots of things have been happening over the past couple of years with the pandemic, with the Ukraine war, all of you have been impacted with, you know, Mexico announcing that they're not going to allow GMO corn. You've all been faced with a lot of challenges here over the past couple of years. What have you been doing to adapt during those different challenges that you've had here? You know, drought in Argentina, for example, as
0: well. Uh, Pilu, maybe we can start with you. Yes, of course. Um, yes, uh, I think I used to say that farmers, we, we are familiar with adversity, you know, because we, our industry is under an open sky. <laughs> we can manage it. We can we cannot manage the climate. So uh, we are prepared to, but you described too much, Delany. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> I think the point is to to design a a real sustainable system, a real sustainable model, you know, because we are familiar with different tools, but we need to put them all in a system and to maintain them all uh, over the years. That's the best tool uh, to have, to be resilient to all of this but we also need to have um, another tools like um, financial help as uh, policy, uh, right policies. And that's um, perhaps uh, one of the most important things also to be together uh, in the global.
2: Guillermo, what about some of the challenges or especially GMO corn? I think a lot of the US reporters would be interested to learn about that from your perspective.
4: Yes, in Mexico, we have the the challenges lose Pil- comments commented and and ba- barriers but also we we have streets for our our government they are they, they have ideological ba- barriers so uh, they are they are wanting to to ban the the importation of GMO GMO corn, yellow GMO corn whose destiny is for livestock to to animal alimentation, to animal feeding. Uh, But um, without any science rigor, uh, just because of some ideologies against GMOs, um, Mexico imports about a 18, 80 million tons. Yellow GMO, GMO uh, corn from United States is it's an um, important part of the USMCA. So the 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 treatment we have with United States and, and Canada. So it's a fundamental part. Uh, the, the, industry the livestock industry in mexico since nafta has been uh, grow and grow uh, and and we 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 have um, need to a lot a lot of a lot of of grain each each year more and more so the the livestock industry in mexico is is really strong uh so this this is a, a treat we are going through this so farmers need need, needs to to raise our voice and go to parliament go to senate um, to defend that our our industry and there is no logic any logical thing in in all of this i i think we we will we 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 will win the, the battle
2: Um, Marcus, I know, too, you've worked really closely with Case Housinga, who was at NAFB convention back in November. So all of our members got to meet him and talk to him about the challenges that he's faced. But you and Case have had a close connection. You have helped him get into parliament in in Europe and and have helped him during his journey with that. But from your perspective, what has it been like to have the Ukraine war in Europe so close to your borders?
1: Yeah. it's. It's, on one hand, it's, it's, a, it's a safety for, for the people because um, we, we have a big discussion. The eastern part of, of Europe uh, belongs very long time to, to Russia. So um, the people are very angry about that war and say, okay, maybe we are the next. And yeah, the eastern part from Germany, it's, it's the same. So um, that's, that's one, one hand. And um, yeah, it's other. Than we have a big discussion about food security. That was why we traveling, uh, traveling this case um, to the um, to the government and talking with politicians and with journalists, um, because nobody cares about that. Um, we have in Europe, we have a big discussion about the Green, uh, green Deal. Politicians want ban fifty percent pesticides. Um, all over the fields, so they want 30% uh, organic farming. So that means that the production goes down, and at this other side we have a war um, that it, it, it doesn't work. So that but the politicians um, don't understand that. So that was um, very hard to discuss this with the politicians. Um, most of them or a lot of them in, in Europe at the moment very green very ideological um, On it's, 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 it's a terrible job discuss these things with them
2: okay Brent I know you had your hand raised so shoot us your question or if you want to hop on and ask it
3: question for each of you uh, was curious how much do you pay attention to what's going on in American agriculture?
2: Patience do you want to start that you look like you have an answer maybe not
3: so much because i think geographically um distance could be a factor also the the geography i mean in terms of how we plant when we plant what you plant what we plant we are very very much uh, more inclined to listen to what goes on in europe also um, in africa maybe because a lot of africa were were a british colony uh, and so a lot of that um has has kind of uh, uh, charted the path of how we do agriculture or what we accept um, as as agriculture. Not to say that that has helped us much because we are we are probably far behind um, with with science and, and 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 innovation. Maybe because we have listened a lot more to Europe than we should have uh, than, than we did to America.
2: So yeah. Guillermo,
4: yeah. As Mexican farmer, uh, I, I'm concerned about American U- United States agriculture. Why? Because we are nat- natural sp- sp- sporters of uh, vegetables as tomato, uh, berries, uh, avocado um uh, tequila <laughs> beer uh, so we we have a country where the the labor is a little cheaper we we can we can do some 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 things uh, with uh, specific issues and in the other hand we are uh, expecting about how are your how your your grains doing? Your how how are your inventories your harvest? So we 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 can have that that grains for our our cattle. So we we are we are partners in a in a commercial treatment. The the more important. Treatment zone in the in the world, so we we it's, it's important important to to know how how we are doing the the, the three the three countries who belongs that area.
1: Um, yes, yeah, as, as a German or European farmer, um, yeah, that's we look to to the US because a lot of soybeans and corn comes to Europe and, and especially uh, Germany um, for feeding our, our pigs and, and chickens. Um, so, and there is machinery. Um, you look a lot of, to the U S because, um, the companies make deals directly. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's interesting for me in person and as a farmer, um, what's happened to the, to the U S so that's traveling to the U S is very, very easy. So that's, uh, yeah, why not, um, visiting a farm show also.
0: And also for us, uh, we uh, pay attention to USA, mostly for about markets, you know, because we depend on them. And also we we are waiting all the time about the USAID reports uh, in order to know how the market was going. Will going. And um, of course, also, we pay attention to U.S. because of technology and how to change the the best tools and the best practices in order to increase production. So it looks like
2: Todd Gleason has a question for you, patients. Why is no-till farming of interest to you specifically? Is it because of soil erosion, cost, economics, something else?
3: Um, so I think it's because of all of that and also the long-term benefits for agriculture. So we're sitting here in Buenos Aires um, and we've had a tour of farms in, in, in Argentina. And Argentina is a country that has done no-till for 40 years and they're in the middle of a drought. And we can see that the crop is still um, resilient and they will still have a harvest in spite of the, the, the climatic conditions. Uh, so that's one. And then the other thing, of course, um, um, speaking to cost, but then this now um, looking at a country where equipment purchase is almost impossible. I mean in Africa, ninety um, percent of the farmers can't afford to buy a tractor. And and then there we are, um, mechanizing in a very complex way of using plow harrows and tails um to to, to to prepare the land when we don't have to. And then um, uh, that that is a very major um, consideration for us, with considering that we should use no-till, um, and then of course there's also the fact that uh, um, the, the climate change. I mean, is showing us on my farm um, last year we were uh, we were practically caught off guard by when the rains came and when the rains go, and so anything we can do really to be able to um, uh, um, improve our soil health in a way that helps us to um, retain more water to be more, you know, to be more efficient and and also help the environment, carbon sequestration. There's so many considerations really that make us realize that this is really the way we should be going.
2: Pilo, question for you. Obviously, the drought down here, we've gotten to see it. Farmers have gotten to see it all week as we've been touring around different Argentinian farms. But what's your assessment of the drought and how do you think it's going to impact total soybean and corn
0: production? Well, I see that um, the government here in my country uh, is doesn't take the the right uh, result that we will have in a couple of months, you know, because we have a half and a, the harvest of wheat, and we will have I don't know if half, but. Uh, Perhaps in some areas less than half, and um, the the crops are very late for the this moment. So it's difficult to to know today which will be the situation in a couple of months. But um, of course, I I fully agree with uh, patient that uh, we have we are better than the condition because uh, in spite of the condition because of the no till farming and all the tools that uh, science gives us. That's why, for example, I'm I, I'm I'm very concerned about governments like Mexico that is interrupting the use of GMOs. You know because it is a great tool. The same happened in Africa. A lot of countries cannot use that uh, technologies. And I think that uh, the only things that uh, it is nice uh, that, uh, for the drug that we are living here in Argentina is to show how, import- how important is science, how important are the tools inside the system and in system uh, maintain in the long term. And the other problem is financial. Uh, you know, we don't have financial tools here in my country. Also, we have a lack of insurance. So um, it will it will be a it will be a difficult year for farmers here in Argentina 2023. And because farmers in Argentina don't have access to some
2: of the same financial tools that we have in the United States, such as crop insurance, what happens in scenarios like this year, where we're going to see a large drought and potentially
0: a lot of crop failure? You know we are we are based on a, in a strong private network where sellers companies farmers cooperatives we are trying to look for the best tools in order to finance each other but we don't know we don't have public help and uh, we don't uh, can't imagine to to make a plan with the government uh, also thinking about taxes. You know, we have a high level of taxes here in Argentina and government wonder that uh, money is in instead of, of being this situation.
2: Pielo, one more follow up question yeah. for you. The low river levels that we saw the other day when we were at the Rosario Grain Exchange um, is in the Paraná River is one of the most important areas for barge traffic. Has barge traffic been impacted this year by those low water levels? Uh,
0: it was impacted. It was impacted um, last year. Uh, we were suffering a lot because we were s- expecting that we couldn't be able to transport our production. But um, hopefully and uh, not hopefully uh, since uh, rains on brazil and paraguay give us more uh, more water for the river so today we don't have pra- we don't have any travel for transportation you were there you see you saw that that we are in a in a low level as you said but it is not problem for the transportation we hope that we are ending the surf, uh, girl in my country so we hope to have the normal rains uh, as soon as possible (laughs) marcus earlier you mentioned the green
2: new deal which is obviously very impactful for (laughs) european farmers why would u.s farmers care about the green deal and how could that potentially impact them
1: um yeah that's that's it's not only um the u.s farmers yeah the u.s farmers because of the direct uh, um, deals with, with German with Germany or with Europe um, I think it's impacts around the world and it's it's very impact um, for for poor countries um, because um, when we produce in in Europe um, less so that's that it would become because um, when we reduce 50 percent of um, the pesticides, and changing um, conventional farmers, their uh, farms to organic farmers, um, on a very good soil in an area with a lot of rain. It's totally stupid. So, and Europe is rich. We have money. So that's no problem. In, in Europe, there's, it's, nobody cares about his foods the next day. Um, and that's a problem because we will buy the food from, from, from other countries, from our areas. So, uh, and that's the reason why the poor people get the problems or pe- poor countries get the problems so that's I don't understand that and in, in a moment where we see what's happened um, with Ukrainian war this impact on on the um, on the food security and then we go with this green deal the, the same way that's for me it's, it's I can't understand that. And, um, yes, that would be a big impact for farmers around the world.
2: Guillermo, do you have to deal with a lot of corruption when it comes to a relationship of government and agriculture? And additionally, is it difficult to purchase additional farmland?
4: Yes. The legislation in Mexico is is tough about the the land-owning um so to to get the farms bigger is, is not an easy issue um and uh we we have an owner scheme of property or call, call it a hero uh, in I think in 19 19- 19 1992 uh have some changes uh to to that that people who who have get ministered with with about two or three hectares can sell that that land and that's a it's really really difficult because they they are uh they have the 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 owning in in community about if if some a wheel uh, is destination for 50 hectares uh, th- there, there are 25 owners so the, they they have to go to to uh to a session with all all of, of the of the Hido, of of the of the participant of that will, of, of that community, and taken an, an some uh, votes and, and need, need the majority of, of the votes to sell that, that land uh, and get to the, to the uh, lawyers and stuff like that. It's, 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 not, it's not easy possible but, but but not easy and uh, so you are right and there are a lot of corruption in, in any in in, in uh, any step of the of the uh, bureaucracy so uh, it's possible but but you 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 can to deal with a lot of things
2: patience another question for you to what extent if any has china been involved in agricultural development in your part of Africa?
3: Um, Not not a lot. So we see more infrastructure. So uh, we have rails being built by China, airports and so on. Uh, Not much in agriculture yet. Um, As of now, it's mostly infrastructure.
2: Other questions coming to us from farm broadcasters? Did I get everyone's questions so far that has come in? Oh, Todd, were you going to ask a question?
1: Oh, I can always follow up on a question. This one would be for Guillermo or I'm sorry uh, for Marcus in in Germany. When you travel uh, around the world and you see farms that probably are much larger than what is available or what is happening in Western Europe? Um, do you feel that you're at a disadvantage on the global stage? And this has to do, I suppose, with the way uh, the European Union has set up its uh, agricultural regulations. In Germany, we have a lot of different farms from from the south, very, very small farms uh, with a few hectares and a little bit livestock farming. And um, more to the north, um, the farms were, are bigger, uh, mostly with livestock farming. So, um, I and mean, when you get a little bit more to the east or uh, directly to the north. Schleswig-Holstein's are very big farms. The farms are bigger than in the USA. We have a lot of farms with 5,000 or more than 10,000 hectares. So, um, yeah, it's, it's very different. Um, the same is in uh, <clears throat> in Denmark where, um, in France. So, um, when, when, when I'm traveling um, in the last years, I've seen a lot of different different farms with different sites. Um, but it's what's interesting that a lot of the, the challenges are the same. So um, mostly, they, um, are, the biggest impact on the mice is, is, is with politicians um, and with journalists. So in, in, in Europe, um, I think that it depends on on the money the people have. Um, nobody um, cares about food because everybody can go to every time to the supermarket and come by everything. everything. That's that no time that is that's that's something lost in, in the supermarket. Every time, everything from around the world. So, um, it's become pretty be interesting with politicians to make more and more about organic farming, animal welfare, um, and so on. But nobody will pay for that. It's it's a moment our biggest problem.
2: So here's a good follow up question for everyone: In the United States, there's a lot of interest by consumers about where the food come from who is raising it, how it's raised, what country it's coming from. Are consumers in each of your countries also showing that kind of interest to know where their food is coming from?
1: Yes. They are asking for, um, it's come to be very interesting buying local. Um, but nobody, um, says what is local. So, um, buying local, but uh, they are would be by uh, avocado, but that's not local for Germany, no chance. Um, that's something that's very stupid, and um, now with the, with the uh, Ukrainian war, the prices in the supermarket growing up for for food, and now you see, okay, organic, no, the conventional is okay. Uh, the next time, animal welfare, yeah, it's nice, but it's it's too expensive, and uh, the same happens now with with local. Um, uh, where if they are in a supermarket uh, steak from, from Germany, and if the steak from Argentina or Spain is uh, cheaper, then we would be buy that, or not local from from the farmers. So I think yes, the people are interested in that and they want that, but they want to not to pay for that.
2: Patience, what what is it like in Nigeria? Uh,
3: totally different. So the consumer just wants to be able to get food, and get it at a good price, affordable price, and so they they really don't care where mean, with traceability or 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 labelling or whether it's GM or it's organic. They just want to eat. So I think for me that is a is um, surplus problem. So it's where. Where, where consumers have enough food to eat, then they bother about um, the little details. I mean, we go to hospital and we, we get medication and we don't care where the, what the, where the doctor or the medicine comes from. We just want to get well. So I think for, for most people in Africa, it's definitely not a question that's been asked. Uh,
0: it is an increasing demand in my country but it, you know uh, it is incredible because my country has the conditions to produce for more than 10 as uh, we have our population and in spite of that half or yes half of our population is under poverty and they cannot buy every day as Marcus say in Germany uh, the, the, the food that they want so in this moment, they need to to buy the food, but uh, it is an increasing, and we are preparing uh, in the we are preparing not only farmers, also the whole chain. We have to have more agreement and how to do that, but it is uh, an increasing demand.
4: Yes, in in Mexico, mm, the more important ingredient of, of the, of the feed uh, of the, of the, of the nutrients. This uh, is the tortilla, the, the corn, the white corn. So we, we plant that white corn. Uh, we, we are out uh, self self sufficient in in white core, um, but we we have the the other the, the other stuff about the white one. So we have uh, in in uh, less proportion and growing the interest of organics and many many people doesn't have doesn't know what 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 is the organics uh, feeding and they they think is healthier or cool uh, or s- s- some things like 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 that but they they doesn't know really how the the the, f- the feeds are are being uh, p- produced so i i think we we really have to to communicate m- in a, in a better way, uh, how, how the how the feedings are produces, produced. So, in a in a easy way to to the people can understand many things the farmers do usually uh, to 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 re- re- restrict that 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 ten- tendentials uh, about the organics and and on another. Uh, ideological like like this.
2: Marcus, I know you farm livestock, you farm hogs specifically in Germany. And in the US, uh, animal agriculture, it seems like, is constantly being under attack by animal activists and anti-ag groups. Do you also experience that in Germany? And if so, what type of efforts do you specifically do within your different agriculture advocacy groups to kind of counteract that or help with some of the misinformation?
1: Um, yeah, it's in, in Germany it's the um, same. We have the same that uh, animal activists breaks into stables, um, making bad videos at the night and um, yeah, uh, bring them to um, yeah special media to, to shows and talking about what bad things the farmer do. Um, it's Yeah, I think that's, that they have the same problems and challenges. Um, yeah, what we do? Um, there are different things. We do um, show what 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 is farming, make videos from from into the stable, bringing people into the stables, show what is modern agriculture. Um, but on the other hand, we say, okay, you are interesting and you want more animal welfare. Um, some farmers build new stables with with throw. Um, so, in, in Germany, all those tables, that's a little bit different to the U.S. It's built very tough buildings, um, so that's, that's a few windows, and that's, that's nothing. Um, so, then bring, um, that they can go out. So, let's say, people say they had to see the sun. Um, and then, um, yeah the parts they only throw, then parts with this wood and so on. So that have different um, to play for the pigs. Um, but all of that had to be paid. And that's the biggest problem. So that's, it's totally interesting. Um, this animal activist makes, um, yeah, stand in front of the supermarket and ask the people what, want you, what you want to buy. And 80% says, yes, I will pay for animal welfare. But I come out and buy the cheapest uh, meat, what I can get in the supermarket. Mm -hmm. So no, um, you don't pay for that. And I think that's that's, at the moment, the biggest challenge for us, um, explaining you can get more animal welfare. We have a very good standard, and you get more when you pay for that. Um, But yeah. The activists—that's a that's problem, and the solution—I don't know.
2: In terms of the supply chain and shortages, perhaps that you have each experienced related to that, do you still have supply chain challenges or an inability to obtain certain chemicals, ingredients, seed, technology that you need? Patients, I see. Is, I know you do. I know you do. But oh
3: yes, we do. We have a lot. Uh, so I, I think it's um, very vital um, input we need is seed so the technology you know that that makes us the give us gives us the, the advantage of drought resistance or you know better genetics of crop that's um, could eventually cause us to have higher yields that's definitely an area where we have um, issues with, and we're, we're still, you know, working. We have some laws that allow us to grow um, with more tools now. So BT crop is allowed in, in, in Nigeria, uh, but we still have, and then of course the Ukraine war and then coming from COVID um, caused a lot of supply chain issues with fertilizers, especially. And so we had fertilizer prices heating the roof. Uh, we have issues with um even our powering of of stuff. So diesel prices go up. We are a very peculiar country where we we have crude oil, but we export crude and import um, refined diesel or petrol. And so with the war in Ukraine, that has caused us a lot of issues. And So our farmers really did struggle through the year. And so there's a lot of, um, uh, there's so many places where we could still work to get a, a better supply chain, so to speak.
2: Guillermo?
4: yes mm. i i will talk about our tortilla consumption uh that that white corn uh, we we are banned to 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 plant gmo corn and i think we we don't have to to in 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 sowing gmo corn in mexico i think we, we don't we have the lose the 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 battle. and we don't i think we don't need need GM white corn because we have excellent hybrids then uh, we we have many many climates many conditions many many highest and uh, about the the sea level and we have developed uh, a lot of hybr- corn hybrids and doing really really good uh, as a GMO of course um, we, we have no glypho tolerant or, or stuff like that but but the, the yield genetics and the healthy genetics is, is covered. Uh, so th- that, that's I think it's not it's not a problem but but we have uh, a, a lot of uh, a lot of issues about that because, Mexico is center of origin of corn so we we have many many kinds of corn yellow, yellow blue black red paint I and mean, beautiful ones uh, but but, but there, there are no precise. they are not the the most yielding uh, uh, corns but they 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 are useful to to uh, do some crosses and and take uh, and take advantage of the hybrids uh, the hybridization Um, so um that's that's about the the seeds in 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 the case of fertilizers we we are suffering the 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 world problem of of costs and in crop protection we we have the the threats the threat of the government to, to ban some herbicides and other pet pesticides and without scientific rigor uh, so uh, we have to do the to, to do the battle against these these issues uh, and try to to get another molecular, but but uh, to to in in some cases make a change, but uh, we use glyphosate in 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 proceeding, and uh, and works excellent. So uh, we we have we have to, to do the battle, and against it in in the same way of the GMO yellow corn. Uh, we, we, we have that problem with the with the government.
2: Marcus or Pilo, do either of you have supply chain challenges that you're still facing?
1: Yeah, and it's, uh, most of them are the same. Um, we have problems with um, doubling the diesel prices, um, doubling the fertilizer prices. So that's not for our farms in our region because of the livestock farming. So we have a lot of manure um for us it was not a big problem it was very nice to sell the wheat with a double price um but um for 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 Diedland, so that's the same um for us was more the bigger problem that we as a farmer um for producing um food are the first step in um in this by the because um for like like pick uh, for the pigs, for the pig meat, we get lots of money we need for that. So, and, um, that was, that was one of the biggest challenges the last two years, um, uh, one and a half a year. Um, yeah.
0: In Argentina, we shouldn't, but we have sometimes because of the wrong decisions of the government, you know. They, they used to interact sometimes. The fluxes of import exports does uh, give us, make us inconvenience, but uh, we shouldn't. Okay.
2: Last question we're going to take here today before we wrap up is how do each of you view the United States as far as competition on the global market? Do you think that the way United States does trade with your countries or in the world market is fair? And are there any issues that you would like to address within the way the U.S. does business?
1: For me, as a a European farmer, as a German farmer, I think it's fair. Yes. We buy the this, this meal. Um, OK, we, we would be happy that we, in, in Germany, can use uh, GMOs, too, but it's not allowed. Um, the same discussion with, with Chris Cas, but I think there's no problem, and so that's it's fine
3: for us.
0: Uh, so do I. And I think that we have a very good experience as South American farmers and producers with uh, American farmers and producers. Uh, advocacy for our production, mostly for our soybean and the sub products, and also the use of GMOs, you know, and other technologies. I think uh, perhaps the only thing that we should uh, strengthen and deep that relationship.
3: Yes, I think it's fair. Um, what I think about global trade is, I mean, it's it's balanced, right? It balances itself out. Um, in, in in Africa, for instance, there's we use tons of wheat, millions of tons of wheat, and there's wheat that can grow in Africa. I mean, trade is really a give and take, right? So um, I think it's fair agriculturally um, that if you produce efficiently, um, I mean, you can sell your your surplus. Basically, but I, I just always believe that there needs to be a, be a balance, and and then you know African countries need to up their game in terms of production so they can even have something to bring to the table to trade, in order to get that balance.
4: We we have since NAFTA about 30, 30 years of treatment. Uh, I think the the best. The best economies from mexico ha, ha, has been uh, being part of of that ne- negotiations in the past i i think we have a, a fair platform to 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 do a strong agreement uh and we we have uh the, that 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 platform to 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 go in in the in the next in in that's that's to to do the in in the in the in the, in the following years. So, uh, I I uh, I think is is fair because we we have b- b- very very uh, the conditions are are b- very very good for for both for both for both parts uh and th- there are an equilibrium in 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 different uh commerce things uh in in cars and and feeding you know uh it's it's agreement in 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 both sides and it, i think it's fairly and, and it's important for our country and for United States as well.
2: Great. Thank you guys so much. Thank you for all the NAFB members for hopping on with us. We really appreciate it. And thank you to all of you for your time sharing some of your thoughts about each of your respective countries. Thanks to you. Good opportunity.
0: Find more information about these four farmers and the organization at globalfarmernetwork.org. With Agriculture in Depth brought to you by Sioux Nation in Fort Pier and by Kimball Livestock Exchange, I'm DRG Media Group News and Farm Director Jody Heemstra.